0: Hey, hey, this is Jay Mendez, and you were listening to the beat of my drum. Welcome to episode number four. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the first three episodes. It started off with the trip to Destin, Florida, Summerside Hustles, and then my trip to Guadalajara, Mexico. And those were a lot of fun to do. Now it's time to move on to the next topic. Another thing that I love to do is to run. I've been running for about four to five years or so, it all started, I woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, I felt like crap about myself, I was pudging out, I was short and chubby, I said, I gotta do something, so the one pair of tennis shoes I had in my closet, I put those on, laced them up tight, and I took off on my journey. And I've been running ever since. It's been about five or six years or so. I don't know exactly the date. I'm not the type to keep track of that stuff, but I know it's been a great five to six years. I've never felt better. I've been able to participate in the Rock and Roll Marathon, which is a 13.1. I participated in the Half Marathon there. Many, many 5K events. I host a 5K event. That's coming up on August 31st. and That's in Natalia, Texas. I have also ran the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon, which is a 26.2 run, and this is all coming from a beginner runner. I still am a beginner. There's still so much I don't know about running, and it's not just lace them up and run. There's so much more to... The art of running and what you need to do to prepare yourself for that long-distance run or a short-distance run. And that's the great thing about running. You don't need teammates. You don't need someone to go out running with you. It could just be you. It could be a a three-mile run, a five-mile run, a one-mile run. And that's the beauty of running. You could do it at your own pace, as you please. But most importantly for me, I think it's because when I dropped almost 20 pounds, Within a two-month span, two to three-month span, I knew this is what I wanted to do because once I dropped that weight, it just made running that much better, that much easier to do, and that much more exhilarating to finish a race. Uh, when I finished my first 5K, when I finished my first 10K, uh, then there was no limit at that point. I, I wanted to go to you know seven, eight miles, 10 miles, and um, that's why I brought Keith Gartrail as our guest today. And I brought Keith in because of his great storytelling ability and the fact that he's a runner. Him and his wife run for fun. And without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on Mr. Keith Gartrell.
1: How are you doing today, Keith? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And no problem, man. And where are you from? Uh, Originally, I grew up in northeastern Ohio. Northeastern Ohio, okay. And how did you end up down here in San Antonio? Uh, well, I, I spent
1: eight years active duty Army and ended up here at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, after I got out back in 1996, I uh, I started
0: working for USA immediately. Great U.S. Army. And what was your experience in the military? Did you do any tours or deployment? I didn't have any combat deployment, but uh,
1: spent time overseas in Korea Spent some time in Cuba during the uh, mid-90s, early 90s there when all the Haitian and Cuban refugees were in tents and stuff. Did a lot of humanitarian medical supply work with
0: the uh, with the folks there on the island. And during the time in the military, were you always still running, staying active, out there doing those long runs? Always. I've always been a runner. Yeah, I ran high school
1: and cross country. Always been a runner. Uh, never stopped being a runner. I
0: like it. I enjoy it. Great. And how old are you?
1: I'm just about to be 50.
0: Wow, just about to be 50. I hope someday uh, when I'm about to be 50 like you, I'm still running as well and staying active. Now, after the military came down to San Antonio, did you continue running? Is that something you've always done and always will do? Or what was your motivation mindset moving forward?
1: Uh, Yeah, always been running all my life, uh, unlike you and proud of you for putting on those shoes and that's the neat thing about running is anybody can do it at any time you know you can just it's a natural thing that we know how to do so it's a small investment for a pair of shoes and you can go anytime any place, and run so it's, it's something that uh, I can appreciate that you picked up and just started doing but anybody can do it so for me always being a runner I was always a skinny little kid uh, tall and skinny and I just I enjoyed running so uh there was a time when i knew as i became older that i wanted to run a marathon i was like you know someday i'm just i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna run a marathon so my wife and i um were sitting around talking one day and we said hey you know what i said let's look into what would it take to run a marathon you know I'd never run a half marathon or done some 5ks you know this simple stuff but never really signed up for an actual race a half marathon or a full marathon and uh yeah uh, you know, I say, let's do the full marathon I'm, I don't want to play around with the, yeah. <laughs> the other stuff uh <laughs> let's figure out what it takes so uh, yeah let's just let's just do it let's see what happens so oddly enough true story the very next day in the mail we've got a uh, a little postcard for leukemia lymphoma society and it said you want to run a marathon the very next day so I don't, call it what you will but it just was timing or yeah something happened uh so we went to a little um, get together and they explained about it and essentially you're raising money for that uh, profit organization for leukemia and lymphoma society team and training and they, they train you and put you on a training program. And then you do a marathon. You pick which marathon you want to do with them. And, of course, you run with their shirt on to advertise for them and raise money for the children. Uh, and we ran the, the Disney marathon. It was our first marathon back in 1999. Wow. And it was hard. It was pretty. Good. Yeah, it was, it was not as what I anticipated. Was it it really good? hurt. Oh, it was not pretty. It was a little over five and a half hours. But we, half. we decided to stay together and... Uh, And if you've done that, you know, if you've ever tried to do a race with somebody, you both go through highs and lows at different times. So I was hurting first, and she walked with me when I needed to walk, and then I felt better, and I started running, and she needed to walk, and and then we
0: just stayed with each other. I mean, the goal
1: was just to finish it,
0: so we did. Yeah, that's the same with me. Uh, For a long time, I would set a limit for myself, uh, three miles, five miles, ten miles, and I just got tired of setting a limit, and I took the jump, signed up. I didn't sign up for a half marathon. I went ahead and signed up for the full marathon. And I signed up in San Diego, California. And that was crazy in itself because I did not know any anything about the terrain of San Diego. I've been there once. It's beautiful. I knew it had great weather. I did not want to run in San Antonio due to the humidity. Um, but I signed up in San Diego. My best friend lives over there. And uh, it turned out to be one of the best decisions i made because i made a lot of memories uh, during that run. And Keith, talk about your longest run. How how was that experience?
1: Well, it started out after that, uh, getting into the ultra running in 2001. The first annual Prickly Pear 50k kilometer trail race was coming up, and I saw it on the Internet. And I thought, well, how far is that? Because I'm trying to, you know, convert kilometers and mileage and I you know it's only a marathon plus five more miles and I'm like can I do that yeah yeah Yeah, I can go five more miles after I finish the marathon I could probably do that but (laughs) problem was it was like you know like in 10 days from there and I thought well why not Uh, you know I'd run a marathon probably three months before that I'm like I'll just do it I'll just see what I can do so it was in the end of May in 2001 hot humid horrible uh almost died finished it that was ugly but yeah the last four miles was camped uh were all cramped up and uh stumbling in didn't know anything about proper hydration and nutrition just thought water and you know some gatorade uh so you come to find out in the ultra running that there's a lot more to to it in the fact that you have to supply your body with the right nutrients uh for that time duration so you mentioned you you're kind of plateauing at, at the levels of distance but um when you get into ultra running then you're looking at time you know time on your feet uh and we stop going like i'm going to go run 10 miles or 12 or 20 miles i'm going to go run for six hours or i'm going to go run for 10 hours because uh, once you get into the 100 miles you need to put in time like that and after that my wife after barely finishing the 50k my wife says well there's there's longer distances and so she says i, I think i'm going to try 50 miles and of course my response you can't you can't run that far it's like two marathons in a row you're getting, that's not good you can't do that to yourself <laughs> so um she did her first 50 mile run in rocky raccoon out in huntsville texas and i supported her i didn't do it i just wanted to see her do it so she did it and they also had a 50 mile or 100 mile run that same day as her 50 mile run so i decided at that point i'm coming back next year this is in 2000. It was going ahead to 2009. I'm coming back in 2009. I'm going to run 100 miles. And, of course, her response is, well, if you're running 100 miles, I'm running 100 miles. Wow. So 2009 was our first 100-mile race. And uh, and you learn something new. And you mentioned meeting people and, and destinations and where you're seeing things. And to me, the ultra running is, is just being out there. You know, being out there and a lot of times alone, solely alone for possibly hours. If it's a smaller race, uh, you may not see an individual on a hundred mile race for two, three hours. Uh, there can be gaps between the people there. But for me, uh, it's it's a matter of the peacefulness on the trails. I prefer to do trail running as opposed to road running. Uh, I've done a couple hundred miles on the road. Don't like it. <laughs> Don't like the asphalt for that much time. Uh, my wife, is, she'll do both equally and she's, she's good at both equally. Um, So, yeah, experiences for us. We've traveled all over the United States and to Mexico uh, and and others, you know, countries and seen and met people. We did a race last year in Mexico, and uh, I was probably the only (laughs) non-Mexican in the crowd. Gringo. Yeah, the only gringo, the only white guy standing around in the corral to get started uh, luckily, some of the folks locally spoke enough English where we could communicate, because my Spanish is nothing, uh, and it was amazing. Uh, the the sense of friendship of people that, I didn't even speak their language, was still there because we had something in common. We wanted, to, we wanted to complete this goal together, and it was tough. I mean, big mountain race, we're up at 8,000 feet of altitude, crossing through river crossings. Uh, it was just amazingly beautiful. And like you said getting out there and meeting people even though I, we were not speaking the same language we both
0: had the same we all had the same goal and, and same interest in that great Keith um, also before you know leading up to a, a big run or an event you mentioned you got your your body has to be fueled you have to fuel your body leading up to the event and I agree uh, even for myself not the as I mentioned before, not the best with my diet. However, I know that if I have a big run coming up, I'm going to try to eat good. Uh, what's a, what's a good pre meal, uh, then say the night before a big run, what are you, what are you eating that day?
1: Well, it comes right down to preparation. It's not really the night before. There's no prime meal that you want to eat the night before you want to eat something light before a race. You don't want to, load up on a lot of heavy stuff right before the race so it's really what your body can handle uh, what you're used to i wouldn't say change things up but more importantly the three to four to five days out hydrating your body that's the more important thing before a race making sure your body is hydrated your cells are full of fluids and getting prepped three to four five days out because you can't cram it all in the night before so just eating normally leading up to it Uh, I wouldn't stick with anything heavy the night before, no fried foods or anything like that. You know, stick with something light and basic, not a lot of seasonings, a lot of, uh, you know, a little extra salt won't hurt you the night before if it's going to be a warmer race, but don't change up things. Don't, don't think there's a magic, uh, meal the night before it's getting prepared days in advance, getting your body, those muscles hydrated, getting uh, fueled in advance because you just can't make up for it. And, and. In ultra running, uh, if our motto is "eat early and eat often," in 100 miles you can't just go. You know, if you can, if you can go for a five or 10 mile run without eating, that's that's not unnormal. Un- uh, but to do that to wait 10 miles to eat in a 100-mile race is going to put you behind the eight ball. you got to eat up, eat early, eat often. And even if you're doing a training run, you know, if you're going out for eight- or a 10-mile training run, make sure you're putting fuel in before you start. If it's in the morning, get a light breakfast in, whether that be toast with peanut butter or whatever sits well on your stomach, and uh, prepping for that in advance of a race. Don't try something new on race day. Never do that.
0: Thank you. I, I've read articles like that as far as, uh, you know, don't try something new on race day. And there you go. I, I show up to these races and somebody's got brand new shoes or they're just, you know, they're trying a new regimen. They're drinking something different. For me, everybody was telling me on my marathon to, to eat those um, those gel, those gels. And that just totally destroyed my stomach. Like I was in and out of the porta potty <laughs> like a mile 16, 17. It just totally ate my stomach up. Um, but of course your, your story about how, how you and your wife, you know, come together and you run together. That's just, it's great to, to have a partner that supports you. You support her. Talk about how it's made your relationship with your wife better, uh, with running with her yeah
1: absolutely i mean it's something that we obviously have in common we all both have our own interests outside of running individually you know i have things that i like to do that uh, she may not be interested in vice versa but running does keep us together in, in a sense that we go do these events together we're spending time traveling to do these races we're at the races together now over the years she's become faster than me so we don't run side by side together much because uh she's just gotten faster and uh She's a running coach, so she has more dedicated time to to train, and uh, her passion for it's probably a little greater than mine. Uh, but I really enjoyed on her big races. Uh, you know, she's completed 48 hour races, timed events. Uh, recently, done at 200 miles in the Franklin Mountains uh, over you know a few days. Uh, she's running the Vol State across Tennessee for 500 kilometers solo. Uh, screwed they call it screwed where she has no crew everything she has is what's on her but when I'm able to go out and crew for her during these 100 mile events or or more or timed events it's me taking care of her and her trusting me to take care of her so um, yeah it's important in our relationship it keeps us keeps us together uh, we have that commonality but also you know watching her be successful, watching her enjoy herself. And when I decide to do a race, um, you know, she's there for me also. And we also enjoy seeing other people get into it, you know. You've run marathons, so maybe if you want, and not everybody has to go further. You know, maybe 10K is all you want to do, mm-hmm. and maybe that's all you should do. Um, but really, like you mentioned earlier, it is unlimited. You can do pretty much... As long as you stay hydrated and fuel your body, our bodies can go for days. It yeah. uh, really can naturally. And, you know, if you've lost weight because of it, um, it's going to make you healthier. It's going to give you some also opportunities, like you said, of goals of increasing your distances. Or if you want to just run 5Ks for the rest of your life, just be better at that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to run a, a full marathon. You don't have to run 100 miles. Enjoy running for what it is. And it's getting out there. Um, for me i don't prefer to use headphones or anything i like to hear the birds i like to hear myself breathing <laughs> sometimes uh, i hear myself not breathing hard enough and i'm like well you're not i can't hear myself breathing maybe maybe you could go a little harder keith and uh then you know also when you, all you can hear is yourself breathing maybe ease up a little bit enjoy the run so listen to your body uh let it tell you when you can speed up when you can slow down don't cheat yourself if you're trying to go out for a marathon pr or personal record <clears throat> you know don't cheat yourself don't don't feel the pain and just stop you know keep going your body will go you know your body knows when it needs to slow down if you're overheating you can feel it you know your your face gets red you can feel that and you're like okay i do need to ease up but if it's not to that point you probably don't need to ease up you're probably just being a little
0: weak-minded hey amen man that that's so true and i felt Everything he just said, I, I couldn't explain it. He just did it for us there. Um, and for my for my listeners, so say I'm a beginner, right? Listening today to this podcast, uh, I'm a beginner. I don't have any run experience. I'm not happy with my weight, my look. I don't feel good about myself. I need to get up and and you know, dust off those shoes. Or I just need to buy a new pair of tennis shoes uh, to get out there and start my my running journey. Uh, What do you recommend for a a beginner? Would you say a a, a 5K, signing up for a 5K kind of motivates you to to start that? Or uh, what do you think about those first steps uh, of running? And does signing up for a 5K, 5K, would that help out? That's a
1: good question. Uh, And the question is, is to the individual, would that help you out? Uh, you have to find the motivation in yourself, so if you get motivated and you need to lose some weight or you just want to start running, my biggest su- suggestion to somebody would be to go to an actual running store you know find get a professional that can find you the right type of shoe for your foot. Something that's going to fit you you don't have to go with the most expensive tenant running shoe out there The hundred and sixty dollar pair doesn't mean it's going to fit your foot properly You can end up with blisters and other issues if you're not getting the proper shoe for your foot so seek out a local running store uh, Don't go to just your local fitness store and get a shoe off the shelf go to your your local running store look to a running professional to size your feet to look at your gait to get you in the proper shoe and the right uh, you know, apparel for what you need. Uh, running apparel also makes a difference in your comfort. You have to be comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you're probably not going to do it. So back to the motivation, you have to find the motivation yourself. Sign up for a 5K. If that's what motivates you, fine. Look into running stores when you're there. Ask them about their running groups. There's a lot of running groups that you can join at no cost hop in with them find people that are like you that are looking for the same goals in life and uh um, you know if you want to lose weight from running or whatever you want to do you need to start with your diet obviously we all we all can lose weight by just watching what we put in our mouth and then walking and then running and if it if it takes walking and running that's a good way to start if you're uh, overweight and you need to lose weight change your diet one so if you're overweight and it's taking motivation to get you out there and lose the weight start with walking then you can start with run walking running stores will get they can give you a program or you can get online and look at programs from run walking so you you know you run for two minutes walk for a minute start somewhere that's all it takes is starting somewhere finding the right motivation for you don't get discouraged that's the biggest thing that people do they try to do too much too early And uh, you get injured, you get discouraged, start out slow, ease into it. That's the biggest suggestion for you.
0: Well, once again, thank you so much for Mr. Keith Gartrell, The Running Guide. Start your journey today. Do not wait. You can do it. Get out there. Get to running. I believe in you. And that wraps up my fourth episode. Thank you for listening. Come back next week as we talk about Area 51 Conspiracies. Please give me some feedback on Instagram under IamJohnMendez and Facebook under DJJ Mendez. Talk to you soon and remember always march to the beat of your own drum.